This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code real simple at checkout to get 10% off. Hello and welcome to I Want to Like You, a weekly podcast from Real Simple about how to handle the irritating people in your life with goodwill and grace. I'm Kristen Van Ogtrop, the editor of Real Simple, and with me today is Linda Swindling, who is an executive coach, a speaker, and author of more than 20 books, including, very on topic today, Stop Complainers and Energy Drainers. Hi, Linda. How are you, Kristen? I'm good. How are you? No complaints. <laughs> it's a gorgeous day in New York. It's about 65 degrees out there. I walked to the studio along the Hudson River. Like, what? Now, I always find something to complain about, but in this particular moment, there's nothing to complain about. So, my first question for you is why do we need to stop complainers? Well, we've got to stop the constant complainers, you know, the negative ones that never get out of it because mm-hmm. um, they're energy drainers, they just suck you dry. I don't know if you've ever worked at a place like that where you just worked with a complainer and, you know, you're thrilled when they go on vacation and they'll, they'll call in and say, I think it's going to be an extra couple of days. That'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you don't miss them a bit, right? Well, you know, it is funny about workplaces that I've always thought of the places that I have worked because, you know, magazines are a very collaborative enterprise when you work on an editorial staff. And, and so it's almost like being a member of an orchestra, right? And you, there's, but I think of it kind of as an organism. And if one part of the organism develops like a disease, it can start to infect the whole organism. And I think sometimes it's those people who are the complainers who find the things that are wrong. And sometimes they're quite legitimate. But if they're very vocal about it, it starts to infect the whole organization, which I guess is your point, right? Yeah, it, it can be a disease. Um, and if you have a you know really toxic person... They really can poison the environment. People yeah. leave. We did a um, survey of over a thousand people, and we actually had eleven percent of the people said, "Oh yeah, I left because of somebody like this. Somebody was so negative, I just couldn't handle it anymore." And that that's sad. You know, you've got people saying, "I'm leaving." We had like seventy three percent of them say, "I wouldn't even take a promotion if it meant I had to work with this chronic person." Mm-hmm. That's not what you want. That's not a that's not healthy, and you're going to lose your your high potentials, your high performers. Now, here's a question for you, and I realize you're not a psychologist, but why, you know, when we are in close proximity with a complainer, why can't we just brush it off? Like, why does it affect you, me, everybody? Like, why are you affected by that person? Well, there are some studies, and we we talked to some psychiatrists and some psychologists when we were writing, uh, when I was writing the book, Mm -hmm. and like attracts like. And so if you're around positive people, you get that positive energy. You know how they say to write three grateful things or read something that's positive. Well, the opposite's true, too. If you're around negative people, you start thinking that's the norm. Mm. And they really do recruit other complainers. And, and, you know, again, it's not, it's not bad to vent or complain, but these are people that live there. Now, why do you think that is? Like, why do people, some people live in Complainville? Okay, so we all complain. That's natural. Mm-hmm. It's just these people don't ever exit Complainville. They live there constantly. Mm-hmm. And it's usually for one of a couple of reasons. They're trying to gain control. So 
you know, and, and you see all different types of behavior. You'll see people that are nitpicky or they're, they'll stand in the way, you know, they'll kind of roadblock people or they'll complicate things, or you'll even see them yell mm-hmm. to complain. And, and they're trying to get people to obey them, you know, get out of my way. Or believe it or not, Kristen, this is, this is the craziest thing. You have people who are trying to form a relationship with you by showing up and throwing up. <laughs> Isn't that a crazy way to, to want to? No, I think I love showing up and throwing up. They Ugh. And they do. They just, you know, they just slime you when you see them. <laughs> it's, and so those people, they're either trying to get attention for themselves by doing, you know, big huge, oh, I had to arrive here. Oh, the train was late, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Or they will whine kind of one-on-one or pout. Have you ever worked with a powder? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is everything okay? Uh-huh. You yeah. sure? Fine. Well, then yeah. they want, yeah, because then they want attention. They, they right? do. And the, the ones that want, they want attention one-on-one when they're whining, when they're like prima donnas. Right. They want a lot of attention from a lot of people. So I guess that was my biggest surprise. I thought when I started writing this and, and doing the research, I really thought everybody was like the complainer I was thinking of. And I thought, you know, everybody was bugged by the same people that bugged me. Mm-hmm. And they're not. There's different types of complaining depending on what you're trying to get. And, and usually you're stressed. You've got some need you want met and you're stressed. And so you're not able to get that need met. That's so interesting. So, I mean, are you, do you personally find a certain type of complainer more irritating, most irritating? Yeah, I, I have two top ones. Okay. The bully, the controllers don't bug me. The prima donnas don't bug me. The the two that bug me are the whiners mm-hmm. where they're, you know, oh, I just don't know why this is happening to me. Poor me. Right. And get a life, right? right. And, and get a solution. <laughs> right. And then those complicators. Have you ever worked with somebody that, you know, an editor, think of an editor gone rogue, right? Mm-hmm. So a good editor is going to pick up details. They're going to say, oh, you miss this punctuation or grammar's not correct here, whatever. I had great, great editors when I was a journalist. Mm-hmm. But there's also some crazy people. They're trying to micromanage. You'll be in a meeting and they'll say, that'll never work. Right. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We tried that before. Yeah, we tried it before we had computers. We have computers now, <laughs> you know? So those, those two, those two that, you know, it'll never work or they just kind of whine. And the whiners are the biggest one for most of us. Yeah. Well, so, but, so not all complainers are whiners. Mm-mm. No, no, that's, that's a surprise, isn't it? A little bit. I yeah. mean, do you, so can we, like, are there, are there circumstances in which complaining is positive? There have to be, right? Like if there would be no progress if people, like, when is, when is complaining just pointing out a problem that really needs to be solved? Is that... Does that not qualify as complaining? Oh, sure. It's a positive complaining. It's, you know, hey, I, I see that. And there, there's positive ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Think about you get bad customer service at a restaurant and you call, call over the manager and say, I don't know what's going on in the kitchen, but so-and-so didn't, you know, we didn't get our food. We didn't get our whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And, and a good restaurant manager is going to do what? They're going to try to make it right. Right, right. But when you really see problems is... Or maybe, you know, I've been thinking, too, about a lot of the the products. I'll have a product or I'll have a service not working. I'll call up the phone company. I'll say, look, this isn't working for mm-hmm. me. And 
if I give them, you know, why it's not working, why it's bad, usually people will try, if they want your business, they'll try to help you. Mm-hmm. So those are good things. It, laws have been changed because people complained. You know, it's great. It's just when that's the only thing you do and you're not really trying to get a solution. Right. You're just trying to get either control or a relationship out of it. And and you're really, again, you're, you're having somebody else carry your load. Well, and when I think about my the time I have spent in my career as ma- as a manager, managing other people, there have been, you know, more times than I can count that people have come to me with complaints, but it's productive when they come with a solution. Exactly. When they say, Kristen, there's this thing, and maybe they sound really whiny, but if they have a solution, I don't even hear, I don't even hear the whiny part. You know, I just, I think, oh, okay. So you thought about this. You're not making it my problem. You just need me to rubber stamp your solution, which is fantastic. And most of the time, the solutions are good, you know? Kristen, you hit on absolutely how do you cure them. Oh, okay. If you have a constant, uh, constant like whiner who comes in and they're always bringing problems, you say, remember, you're you're looking for what need are they trying to fill. So Mm -hmm. if it's a whiner and they're trying to have a relationship, you've got to nod and listen to them for a little bit, Mm -hmm. right? And you have to say, wow, that sure sounds rough. But then you do just what it sounds like you've trained people to do or help people to do. And you say, great, I sure am glad it's not my problem. Come to me with a couple of solutions and I'll help you choose. Or what's your solution? Yeah. And over time, people will know, you know, it is open door. I can still come and talk to my boss or whatever. But I need to come with a solution or two. Right. And and I think a lot of leaders, you know, they just kind of ignore the whiner. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem, too, because sometimes the people who are complaining are the brave one. They're the one that has seen something, and, and they may not have the words perfectly formed. They may not know exactly how to complain. Mm-hmm. But you're listening. Is there is there something I need to know? Is another boss pulling them on a different project? Is someone, you know, acting up? Or, you know, is, am I really, is there a toxic, crazy person that somehow has joined our team that I got to protect my people against. I talk about my teenagers a lot in this Irritating People podcast (laughs) for reasons that may may seem obvious to other parents of teenagers. And, you know, they actually are only irritating sometimes, and they do a lot with and for their mother. But one thing I know they would never do for me, no matter how much I twisted their arms, is to design a website for me. So I know there will come a day in probably the not-too-distant future when I'm going to have to build my own website. And I know with great certainty that I'm going to do that by using Squarespace. From everything I hear, Squarespace is incredibly easy to use, even for a Luddite mom like me. The sites look professionally designed, even if you have no skill in getting them there, which would describe me. And you don't need to know how to code, which I definitely don't. And the tools that you use to build your site are intuitive and super easy to use. So not only that, but if you decide that you want to use Squarespace, you get a free domain if you sign up for a year now. So if you want to start your free trial site, go to squarespace.com. And if you decide to sign up at Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code REALSIMPLE and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. Okay, so Linda, I like the solution you just gave of basically like enable or help the complainer to come up with a solution. But, you know, can you think of some other things that listeners can do to, you know, 
be able to deal with complainers and not find them so irritating? Most of us know how to negotiate. We don't we don't think we do, but we do. Mm-hmm. We've negotiated to you know, to get a better job or we've negotiated to help our kids get their homework done. If you can just turn the whole situation into a negotiation in your brain Mm -hmm. and say, this person's trying to get something. What are they trying to get? Mm -hmm. If you can go to those questions and instead of saying, because, you know, this whole, why did I name the book Stop? Right. (laughs) I, I want them to stop. I don't want them to come to me anymore. Right. I don't, this dealing with difficult people, I don't want to deal with them. I want them to stop. I want them to act great with me. Now they, they're not going to stop complaining. They're going to go somewhere else. Right. So if, so the first thing you got to say is what in the world does this person want? Why are they doing this? And wait, okay. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, but is sometimes the answer just attention? A lot of times it's attention. Yeah. But remember, if you can remember, they either are trying to control something. Mm-hmm. So either being loud and trying to control it or they're trying to micromanage or something control because, you know, change has bothered them or deadlines have bothered them or they're trying to have a relationship. So if you can say, huh, are these are they trying to control something mm-hmm. here? Or are they trying to have a relationship? Very first question. Okay. Next, you say, okay, I've got to let them know that the way they're acting right now is not going to get it. I'm not going to work longer for you, boss. I'm not going to help you out, colleague, or, you know, mm-hmm. kid. I'm not going to do this by you acting out. So you help them. So we've already talked about whiners, but complicators, you're going to have to over-communicate. And you're going to have to say, you know, this is the way we're going to do things. This is how we're going to stay in control. Mm-hmm. If someone's yelling at you, you don't yell back. You just stand your ground like you would a bully, right? And you think, what is that person trying to get done? Well, what they're trying to do is get you out of the way or get the task done. Mm-hmm. So if you've got the answer, you've got to say, well, I've got the answer as long as you're quiet, you know? <laughs> and so if, if you're thinking to yourself, I've got the answer, I can help you out of this. That's the first thing is just kind of have presence of mind. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes I think complainers don't want you to have the answer. No, some of them, again, they just want to have that relationship with you. Right. They just want right? you to hear them and commiserate and misery loves company and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, and all of us like to vent. You right. know, I have a neighbor and she and I wine with wine. <laughs> hot tub and, well, you know, just. Wait, you get in a hot tub? Oh, yeah. And, oh, my and gosh. She, yeah. We get in our hot tub, in my hot tub. We With a glass, a glass of, wine. of wine. And we whine about everybody, kids, parents, you know, spouses, whatever, work. I think your next book should be Wine with Wine in a Hot Tub. Don't you love that? Yes. I love that. If you could only do it with a girlfriend. I'm sorry. I know. This is a girlfriend kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And you know what? And I don't have a hot tub. Is there something I could use instead of a hot a tub? Bar. A bar. <laughs> Okay. Chocolate cake, if you don't drink, there's a something you can do. Yeah. But then we leave, right? And so then it's done. We vented. We didn't take anybody down. Right. (laughs) And and we go back to fight again, or we go back to, you know, contribute something. Again, a lot of these people are looking for that attention, that relationship, or that control. And, And they, I don't know why they do it. I don't know if, you know, their parents didn't put them in timeout. When they were young, mm-hmm. yeah, when they acted up, mm-hmm. I don't know why they do it, but for whatever reason, it's worked for them or they wouldn't keep doing it. Or like sometimes I think when, I, when I've worked with some people who whine a lot and just want to whine for some, for some reason that has no psychological founding whatsoever because I have no training in this sphere, I think 
these are people whose parents didn't pay enough attention to them when they were little. Maybe. You know, like they just want attention. Yeah. You know, usually it's, you know how we all have gifts. Right. And the whole, you know, a gift, if you use it too much, becomes your weakness. Mm-hmm. So if you really think about the the four major types, the whiners, they are great at relationships. Mm-hmm. So what are they going to want when they're stressed? They're going to want a relationship. So they're whining to do that. Mm-hmm. The complicators are great at managing data. Think of your systems people, right? Mm-hmm. So what they're really looking for is they want people to say, things are going to be calm. You'll get control of this data. You'll be the person who knows stuff. But when you have constant change, it freaks them out. So mm-hmm. they will throw up roadblocks. Mm-hmm. Your prima donnas, if you work with salespeople, you've worked with prima donnas when they get stressed, right? <laughs> okay, so apologies to everyone on the sales side. It's real simple. Oh, my gosh. I love salespeople. <laughs> but you know who we're talking about. They, you know, larger than life. Mm-hmm. Oh, he wouldn't give me that report. Oh, you know. Well, it's because they need some recognition for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right? And controllers, they're the, they're the get things done people. They're the leaders. They're the take charge people. But boy, if they're frustrated, they have too many deadlines, things aren't getting done, mm-hmm. they're going to turn into bulldozers. They're going to turn into these, you know, very controlling people and bullies at times. So, again, when you see the behavior, you go, okay, why are they doing that? Right. Right. And, you know, the big one to worry about, though, is a toxic. So I'm thinking I'm writing down these these four types of complainer, yeah. whiner, complicator, prima donna and controller. Is right. toxic kind of a subset of all of those, or is that a fifth uh, one? Toxic's the, about one every 20 people are just narcissistic, self-absorbed. They, they think of no one but themselves. Right. Those are, those are the people you're not going to be able to save. And those yeah. are the ones you avoid. If you accidentally hire them, you get rid of them if you can. You don't try to help them on sensitivity. They're not going to be sensitive or be a team player. Mm-hmm. And they can be any of those types, but but they all have that only care about me. And is there any way, so when you, I mean, you're an executive coach too. Is uh-huh. there any way when you're interviewing people, you can tell who, like, so not hire them in the first place? Are there warning signs or something when you meet those people, the toxic people? Yeah, I, I put a whole bunch of questions on that um, stopcomplainers.com mm-hmm. website. So if mm-hmm. you go to, to that, go under tools, I ask on my HR buddies. And there are some questions just with all of questions, with any interview questions you ask. What you want to listen for is you, you want to ask them a question like, tell me about a deadline you didn't make. Mm-hmm. Tell me about something that didn't work your way. Okay, that's your first question. Mm-hmm. Circle back around, ask another question like that, and then go three deep. If you can get the third question, say, okay, well, thank you. Do you have another example of that? Mm-hmm. Give me one more where somebody really didn't, you know, come through. The third one, they probably haven't practiced. Okay. They probably, yeah, because remember, they're master manipulators. Mm-hmm. They always say the right thing, and they're almost beauty contestant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Have you ever met, you know, and I'm practically perfect. Right. Really? That's one thing. If you've already, if you start seeing people all of a sudden request transfers or all of a sudden, it's somebody who's never, ever gotten in trouble before over the years. And all of a sudden they're getting written up by this person Mm -hmm. or maybe you're losing people. Mm -hmm. That's, you've got something going on there. And a lot of times it's a toxic who's been just 
poisoning the environment, stealing, stealing credit from somebody. You'll see them. They're, they're very self-absorbed. And what's so hard is the people on top, mm-hmm. they don't see them. They don't. Because they probably them. manage up really well. Yeah, they're, they're master manipulators. Mm-hmm. One thing you can do, I'll give you a question that you can talk to anybody about. Go in, and talk to a group of people with, without their leader present right. and say, okay, team, and individually, one-on-one, say, who is it that's your go-to person in addition to your manager mm-hmm. that really has the answers? And they're going to say other you know, managers, other leaders, maybe some people that are high potentials that could be leaders. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things you're listening for is who's, who could be a contributor. The right. second thing you're listening for is whose name is not mentioned. Right, exactly. Right, yeah. and that's what we don't, that's what we need to pick up on is, huh, well, Susie should have been mentioned four times. She hasn't been mentioned here. Right. So what's up? Okay, I've got, we're, we're almost out of time, but I've got one last question for you, which I don't, this is a tough question because you and I have never actually met in person and I'm not in your wine and wine hot tub club as much as I really want to be now. So I have found that, you know, there are people in my life who I meet or I know who never complain and I think they're kind of boring. So what, like, what is that about? I don't think of myself as actually a toxic or a huge complainer, but I find people who never complain at all to be, uh, to kind of not have any edge and be kind of boring. Maybe, maybe it's because they're not authentic to me. Like, as you said, everybody likes to complain about something. We all have to vent about something, right? Right. I always wonder what they're hiding. What and, they're hiding. You know, what, let me ask you this. Why do you complain? What, bottom line, why do you think you complain, Kristen? I think I complain to make connections, probably. Okay, to make connections? Yeah, like to get things off my chest and to, to like share my human experience with somebody else to see if they're having the same human experience. Right, to validate. Yeah. Right? To validate right. or to connect. And that's, that's a real common reason why people complain. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Where the issue is, is when, you know, you've got somebody who they're just trying to hurt somebody. And, right. and you're right. I don't always trust that that quiet person that doesn't complain anything. And I know these Zen people. That's, <laughs> that's not edgy enough for me. And I'm a big, you know, I want to change and make things better all the time. Yeah. So if I'm trying to improve things, that's why I complain. I'll say, you know. I used to work in a in a restaurant, and this is what we did. Or I was front desk clerk, and this is you know, yeah. I, I will, I'm always looking to complain to help them do better. Yeah. So I you f- and I have pure motives. We probably get on people's nerves sometimes, right? Well, everybody but, does. But there's that whining and whining. But the ones that are quiet, yeah, I, I, I just I have never had many friends that are truly zen like that. There's there's a few out there, I guess, but. Most of my friends are, are kind of like us. They either want a relationship or they want to make things better or mm-hmm. they just want to connect. Okay. Well, on that note, it's been such a pleasure to have you. We've been listening to Linda Swindling, who's an executive coach, speaker, and author of more than 20 books, including Stop Complainers and Energy Drainers. Linda, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks, Kristen. That's it for this week's episode of I Want to Like You. Our producer is Kristen Meinzer. Our editor is Tim Einenkel, and Caitlin Peary helps me with this podcast in the Real Simple offices. Please let us know what you think of the show. Our Twitter handle is at Real Simple, or you can tweet ideas for this podcast about irritating people directly to me at Kay Van Octrop. 
For more on irritating people and how to handle them and many, many other things, go to realsimple.com and please subscribe to us in iTunes. For Linda Swindling, I'm Kristen Van Octrop. Thanks for joining us.